You are listening to the Hypercubicle. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. This is an episode for all the students out there. And yes, that includes you. Even if you aren't enrolled in a university right now, you will forever be a student. Either a prospective college student or a battle-hardened veteran with a degree. The university never leaves your life. Its presence will always be looming as a threat or as a traumatic memory over your life. But this is a good thing. As ancient wisdom reminds us, no pain, no gain. For many, university is a chronic kind of pain. At the Hypercubicle, we believe in using pain to our advantage, especially the chronic kind. This week, we invite you to imagine your life if university were a success story for you. It's the summer holidays, but you are not taking a break from anything at all. Instead, you are looking at the freshly printed Bachelor of Arts degree that you hung up on the wall framed as if it were a renaissance painting. But it's so much better than a painting, so much more valuable. This is your ticket to the bright future you discovered you have. You are a bachelor, in every sense of the word, on your way to become a master. Instead of taking a break like some unproductive couch potato, you are already preparing to apply for your master's program at the same university that has given you the gift of a degree. It's all very exciting. Initially, you only applied to university because you had the opportunity to do so. And that's just what smart people are supposed to do nowadays. You realize then, and know for sure now, that intellect is intimately linked with the level of school diploma that you acquire. It was tough in the first year for sure but you quickly learned the rules of the game. The massive thesis at the end was right up your alley, reading all those great things those professional thinkers wrote, carefully weaved into a compendium of collected wisdom that became your BA thesis. Naturally, all carefully quoted by the year, like a map for the intrepid readership you will undoubtedly attract. You pour some more wine and contemplate the wonders of university and the wealth it brought to your mental life. You allowing yourself to be overcome by the rapturous moment and maybe the alcohol. <sighs> this experience evaporated any fears and doubts you had about your future after university because there will be no after university. You could just continue doing this and eventually become the quoted instead of the quota nobody would recognize the work you do in an office because it is useless. But in academia, your contributions would be acknowledged incessantly. Better yet, you can keep track of the number of citations online and see how exactly it contributed to the advancement of humanity, live. Maybe you had an unfair advantage, being a student of literature and cultural studies. After all, this is the field that was invented for the kind of prescribed thesis writing you enjoy so much. To an outsider, like you once were, it is intimidating indeed. But when you learned that everything is essentially a sociolinguistic construct, it all fell into place. 
You knew that this was the place to be, forever. You just had to know more. It's as if the entire world suddenly made sense and you were confident that you could thrive in this environment. The thesis was exceptionally straightforward and structured, but paradoxically, it allowed you a great deal of freedom in your research. This dichotomous juxtaposition of an intellectual production framework guiding linguistic reality was so aesthetically pleasing to you. It would have been a war crime to step away from it now. It was but an introduction, an invitation to someday be at the forefront of intellectual life and make a contribution to the field, only comprehensively read by the highest acolytes of the esoteric circle that is cultural studies. And you accepted this invitation, fearless in the face of the irrevocable responsibility and commitment. The intellectually feeble students dropped out left and right. Most of the ones who did not belong already disappeared in the first year. The great filter, working as designed, separating the wheat from the chaff. You write down this original metaphor in your notebook, to potentially use it in your master's thesis. These close-minded simpletons just couldn't seem to accept the enlightening truths put before them. They weren't willing to give it a chance, too afraid to accept the conflicting perspectives that are, relatively speaking, just as valid as their own constructed worldviews. Perhaps they would have been better off in a rigid college that doesn't allow room for independent thought and conflicting perspectives, like the sciences or mathematics the Disneyland of the intellectual world. Pathetic. You are just glad you happened upon the right choice right away. And better yet, your next degrees will focus a lot less on classes and more on writing essays and larger intellectual projects. You barely remember the classes in school. Early on, you were too busy drinking because really it wasn't relevant at all until you finally got to the discussions about 20th century thought and literature. That's when people finally became woke, and so did you. So that will be the focus of your life from now on, to research, and hopefully advance, the great intellectual projects of that era. Let the cubicles, laboratories and factories of the world be filled with intellectual chaff of the world. This is not where you belong. You have a higher calling, a greater intellect. It is your duty and purpose to bring the world closer to reflexive understanding, and thus a better future. You do not waste your time with practical matters. Humans are the most superior creature on Earth because of their ability to think and think alone. It's amazing you can sleep at all being so woke. Maybe you shouldn't. Hmm. That's another idea for the thesis proposal. Today, everyone and their dog has a BA. Tomorrow, everyone and their dog will have an MA. You should probably get ahead of the curve and start getting that PhD right now. Going to university is basically required to have a nice, middle-class life that meets the expectations of seemingly everyone. In most of the developed world, Higher education is accessible to just about everyone. It might even be free or subsidized. It's no longer the domain of a select elite who are prepared for government or hobby science in those institutions. 
This is a fantastic development because it opened up entire new fields in these institutions to accommodate all these people and prepare them for the nice, clean jobs in the offices that run the world. Not the political offices, mind you, but the non-corrupt corporate offices. The liberal arts in particular have never been more liberal. You see, to fill all these office spaces generated as a result of infinite growth and improvement, we need clever people who are acquainted with the unwritten principles of office life. We need people who are resistant to emotions, capable of abstraction without straying into logic, deferent to authority but also skeptical of power structures, without actively challenging the hierarchy. People who understand ideologies and adapt the correct one while claiming all are equal. Why? because that makes it so that there are no wrong choices. And if there are no wrong choices, the office choice is always a right choice. Didn't they teach you this in school? We need free thinkers. Thinkers who can fit each uniquely similar corporate culture mold. People who like titles, cheap recognition and brownie points in lieu of sharing the wealth. People who enjoy linear advancement based on time invested. This is meritocracy married with equality. Utopia achieved. They told us it couldn't be done, but whoever they were, they were clearly wrong. This is what office stands for. Humanity's triumphant and inevitable advancement. The project has been a great success thus far, with no signs of slowing, but it couldn't be such a success without the help of many great souls who commit themselves to it. The jobs are as varied as the people who take them. Your job will be suited to whatever degree you earned, albeit only partially. Liberal arts? There are plenty of jobs where rhetorical skills can be put to good use. You will be a good manager one day, after you work yourself up from a humble customer support representative. We will teach you all the specifics on the job. But really, it's mostly about bringing the bright-eyed university attitude and openness to double-think into the job and keeping it there. Remember, do the work or go broke. Are you in a STEM field? That's okay. Not everyone is capable of developing their social skills. Nowadays, they are not really essential anyway. We've got towers full of talkers already. Take some extra time to learn anti-human skills facilitated by machines and computers and we'll find you a nice and quiet office suited to data mining and writing reports or software where you can still make yourself useful to the management types. You might be resistant to going up into management yourself eventually, so we could perhaps compensate you monetarily a bit for this sacrifice. Thank you so much for contributing the best you can no matter how insignificant. Marketing teams are working hard around the clock to improve the public image of the STEM fields currently, so that this message can reach all the distressed failed humanities students who couldn't handle the mental acrobatics expected of them. We want to reassure you, a bright future is there for anyone who wants it. If you show commitment and stay in line, we've got a place for you in the adult daycare blocks and towers. Whether you like people or numbers or, heaven forbid both, you can find a suitable job, even if it all ends up in the same place in the end. But as a listener of the Hypercubicle, you want to improve your life beyond the norm. 
you likely don't just want to be another suburban commuter whose entire life revolves around their job. And that's why we encourage you to take up arms once again and commit or recommit to university full-time. Whatever degree you have or are going to get, there is always another step that you haven't taken. Or perhaps there is another degree you haven't taken. This could do very much for your current career advancement. But think even bigger. The best life you could lead is within the secure fortress of a university office somewhere. The grind there is long and hard. It's literally worse than the army. But that's only to filter out weak candidates. Eventually, you need to go get that PhD degree, no matter what. You are perfectly capable of doing it, because this is only a mental game. It's all about your attitude, which is improvable. With a PhD, you can get yourself a private spot in a university where you can get paid to just continuously read papers written by your peers and quote them in your own papers, endlessly. It's the easiest life in the world, and also the most secure one. As long as you don't do anything dumb and continue mass-producing, you can stay in place forever. You are basically printing money all day and making a huge contribution to your specialized intellectual world. It is predictable, stable, comfortable and unchangeable. In other words, the perfect life. Many people want to escape to a remote island somewhere to get away from the problems of the world. But physically going somewhere else doesn't take you away from the world. It solves nothing. You must mentally insulate yourself. Experience is a simulated illusion produced by your brain. You can bend it to your will and escape from bad reality. That's what university is for. But you must give it enough time to complete the process, beyond the bachelor's degree and even inappropriately named masters. All it takes is to grind a little bit more to gain access to the thinking life. If you're in an office, as you likely are, or will be, you're already grinding your time away anyway. Why not put that effort in the right place, instead of an unremarkable career? Maybe you're not confident enough. Corporate will do that for you. But rest assured, corporate will no longer matter. So forget their opinion. All opinions are equal anyway, as you will realize if you choose the correct PhD program. So, dear listener, let's get ready to commit ourselves to an institution of higher learning. The university environment is the ultimate, possibly the only, place to commit to a life of self-improvement. The road to the top is a trial by fire. But this fire is only metaphorical, so it cannot hurt you if you acknowledge it as a sociolinguistic construct. The academic grind is a necessary experience for one of two reasons. Either you find the safe space you desire as a university lecturer, or you find that you are ready to take life by the horns and live for yourself and think for yourself, taking what you can from the wisdom of those who have come before you. For example, from the wisdom collected and shared in the hypercubicle, the academic elite of self-improvement. University is like a cold shower that you cannot leave. The office environment, the resulting tactile experience, the painful proof of the theory, the ultimate divisor, separating those 
whose destiny lies with themselves and those whose destiny lies with the confines of the infamous cubicle. To begin improving yourself, start a new bachelor's degree track. Ensure this is within liberal arts, where your imagination is unrestricted. Any field with the word studies in it is ideal. But you can weasel your way to a degree just as easily in economics, sociology, political science, linguistics and many more. Just avoid anything you might call rigid. Like Sisyphus, you must never stop grinding. University life will force you to do this. Do not take pity on Sisyphus. Admire him, because he's more jacked than Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, from all that stone rolling. I mean, think about it. That rock must be crazy heavy, right? He's been at it for countless years, too. Trust yourself. You can do this. Many have come before you who have done it. And many will come after you again as well. It is statistically guaranteed that many of those people are less capable than you are. All it takes is the will to see it through. Once you do this, you are on your way to victory. You can never allow yourself to fall off the bandwagon. You will never have any regrets. This way your family and so-called friends cannot point out that you are just saying alternative, anti-cubical things because you neglected their vision of what is right. You've stared into the glass and concrete abyss beyond the university and wisely stepped away from the edge. This is just the beginning. Whether you intend to take it to the edge of the university universe or into the real world instead, there's far more out there you can do that does not involve getting locked up in a cubicle, hoping for better days for 8 to 12 hours a day. But for now, return to the hypercubicle when you have a new full-time liberal arts diploma. We are filling in our applications right now. What are you waiting for?